Only in Jeff Styles America. Y'all can always feel free to talk. I don't consider myself late, but the door is still closing slowly. No, you're good. We're not complaining. No, I like this song too. So. Me too. Stephen had a whole lot of stuff to tote out. Yes. Interesting too. We'll actually hear a tree story from our guest now at this hour, very quarter. Um, but also, isn't that interesting? We're talking about art, and it's in the news. See, we're on the cutting edge. We're always out there. <laughs> and people think we have a And I know the, the painting they're talking about. How, how does that happen? How do you take something that is 500 years old and suddenly decide it's, it's not cool, politically incorrect? Which, which painting? The the one that they were just mentioning, the Falmouth. Uh, it, it's because it has dead animals on the wall. Oh, well, there you go. They, that's it. If you go into your typical redneck trailer, you see that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> the whole thing. Very glad to have you here, bud. Thanks for having me, as always. Um, just like I did with uh, our last guest, take take a, a minute and tell everybody who might not know who you are, what you do. Uh, I've been with the Chattanooga Times Free Press since 1987. I cover primarily uh, entertainment, feature type stuff, little food, little music, little certainly art, little everything. People, people should know your your byline at this point, and and your family name. I mentioned that you have a musical family other than yourself. Can't play the radio. <laughs> I appreciated you sharing that with everyone. What do they do? What would tell me the history? Uh, well, Bob and Mike. Um, and Scott are all musicians. Bob the drummer. Bob, Mike's a bass player. Uh, Scott's a guitar player. They were in. Bob drummed with the Forrester Sisters for a while. They were both in Musical Moose, Overland. Musical Moose kicked much ass. By the way. <laughs> I <laughs> really did. Chris Zelt just this week found one of Bob's old drum heads that had the Musketeer silhouette girl painted on it. So I I now have that at the house. They were doing something. I, I don't want to stop your, your your stream of thought. That they were doing something along the lines almost of a Red Hot Chili Peppers before the Chili Peppers. Absolutely. Existed. Absolutely. No, a funky rock thing. The, sometime you'll have to get Tommy Cotter to tell you his. Uh, he actually drove out to California and auditioned when they were looking for a new guitar player. I That's actually, pretty hilarious. I, I did hear that, and he, he showed up wearing nothing but his underwear. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you thought that's what you would want to do if you were going to be a chili yeah. pepper, right? Uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't probably a good look for him. <laughs> no, it I, don't, I don't think he rocked the underwear. And he can play guitar. If, yeah, and if I'm if I'm not mistaken, that was after they lost their, their, their first original guitarist uh, to death and uh, and he even said on the video if I'm not mistaken I'm going to get you Flea yeah, I'm going to yeah. get you Flea you're making a mistake <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're making a terrible mistake well keep, yeah, keep on going I didn't mean to stop you uh, well I mean that's it they uh, they were um, I thought you were going to say how they were sort of ahead of the game which they, they were. were they and uh, Ben Sinister with Dennis Palmer and, and those guys uh, the shaking it became Shaking yeah. Ray Levi's. Uh, they were booking their own shows and recording original. They were doing original music here in town before anybody was it's doing fairly, Overland did something. Fairly avant-garde stuff. Mm. If you look at the, we've talked about this many times, if you look at the bands from this area that almost made it, yeah. that were this close, I would say that Musical Moose, um, Overland, Overland, 37 Targets, you know, were just one one radio spin away. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Moose actually lived for, in New York for a couple of years, played CBGBs <laughs> in the Mud Club and all that. Wow, so that's cool. They gave it a, gave it the college try. Be sure. And do you remember what CBGB stood for? Country, country blues. bluegrass. Bluegrass. Yeah. Most people know country blues, bluegrass. I've been to yeah. CBGBs. Yeah, yeah. probably never had a. <laughs> I never had one act in there. I, I, I sent them that the the David Byrne um, show from the other night with Jimmy Fallon, mm. and uh, you know he just recently you know, expressed his complete honest feelings about being autistic, and yeah. like like anybody was surprised by that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know that that show was remarkable, and I, I remember the uh, the the movie they did about the guy that founded the place. Yeah. yeah. And they had all the different bands, you know, Blondie and all this stuff, and uh, and it was. Hi, we're the Talking Heads. We live across the street. <laughs> that was it. You know, right before they went into their first song. Yeah, it's, so, it's fun to hear Richard Lloyd talk about it. You know, Richard yeah. now living television. here. Television. Television. They were the house band at CBGB's. So. Isn't that something? I know. When we had Mitch Ryder in here, yeah, everybody was starstruck. Yes. And uh, certainly, I would think that Richard Lloyd from Television, if you are not familiar with that, is one of the most seminal albums of all time. Always in. Critics' top 50 list. Yeah, he's, he's a top 10. I think it was Spin. I think he was number seven guitarist. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Well, you go back and listen to it, and it sounds oh, like it's completely new. I well, mean, fresh. What's interesting is to hear him talk about it, how he knew exactly what he wanted, and they hired, and I won't think of his name. I will in a minute. Uh, but they hired uh, uh, the engineer and then told him they didn't want to sound like what he was known for. You know, he was used it wasn't to Alan, big... It wasn't Alan Parsons, was it? No. It wasn't a wall of sound. No, thing. no, I'll think of it. It's, it's, a, it's one of those names that's... No, it was... It was somebody else has his name. As it, well. was it was raw. It was yeah. a raw sound, but it was also... I mean, they did like eight-minute, you know, tunes, yeah, which really just cool. were very radio-unfriendly, And but it was brilliant. Um, we were... Uh, you're here today, mainly. Um, I, we just got this going the other day, and it kind of started with... Well, I have a, 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 a few friends, and we consistently send links back and forth because yeah. we're just we're just music fans. And uh, if it wasn't for that, I probably would never be on my phone more than a couple of minutes a day. Yeah, you know when people well, just call me, you know, tell me how I screwed up something. <laughs> you got to watch the cat videos, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. Now, and and and, and the Argonaut here, Jason, is all about memes. So I mean, I occasionally get something from him. No, but never I, get me. I, I beat these guys up with with these links, and that's what usually where I our love. Bump, our, I love the links. Uh, the bumper music comes from, and uh, so it, and the question from one of my buddies the other day was, "What are the shows you wish you had seen? The top three that you could have seen. I mean, that that were there, and I'm proud to say that I'd seen all the bands they named." Um, but you know, and I just it kind of became a topic of discussion here, and I thought you'd be the perfect person to come in and, and actually mention that. Yeah. Talk about that. Uh, gosh, who haven't you seen? No, there's a, uh, there aren't many like on my bucket list. Van Morrison is one I have not seen. He was the last one I checked off of my bucket yeah. list officially. I've added two more since then, Beck and Radiohead. But that was Rebecca and I went down. Three years ago to New Orleans and so on. I have on my one of my screenshots is a photo I took of Tom York at, at Bonnaroo that I'm pretty sure he was looking right at me, and I don't know why. It kind of freaks me out when I see it. <laughs> well, they, they're so make, I've seen that. They make eye contact. He's another one who has Asperger's, and uh, I mean he has some stage fright. And I think you know, just like anybody else, like if you do or I do, 
when you're speaking to a crowd, you tend to find one or two people, oh, yeah. and you you look at them. Yeah, I, a buddy of mine told me. We've all heard the you know you got to imagine people in their underwear. I don't think about that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm afraid that'll go in the wrong direction. Well, that's what he he, he adds to that. He says you got to think of them in their underwear, but then you got to announce that we got to make some changes. The wrong direction. It's some of your rhymes with direction that would be the problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just you 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 give me just fire off three. Well, I don't. I I, the number one one for me is um, um, Tom Patty. Yes. Yeah. He's on my list, too. Well, it's too late. Very sad. David Bowie. Uh, Saw Bowie twice. Bowie. One time he sucked. One time he was incredible. Yeah. See, I'm not a – I don't travel. I don't I don't go out of town other than for Bonnaroo for shows, and I rarely have. So there's a lot of those that would come to Nashville or Atlanta. I miss them, like Van Morrison. But – the Tom Petty one's embarrassing because he was at Bonnaroo. And you were there. I was there. Mm-hmm. And it was Sunday night. And my daughter, who was working there, had called and said, I've got pit passes for us. Are we going? And I'm like, yep, I'm in. This is at about 1230. And then I made a mistake and sat in a chair. And then oh, you, no. Then, then, then you, you fell asleep? Not the big hit of blotter. I, I knew I was going to fall asleep. And I, I, packed my, <laughs> I packed my truck and drove home. <laughs> I'm so I missed Patty. All right, Hank. The, we're going to digress and regress during this hour. Um, the fact that you go to Bonnaroo virtually every year—I was there for the first, well, three. The third one I don't talk much about. Uh, the first two were just magical, <laughs> life-changing, life-changing. Seriously, I've been back a few times, but it, it's not the same. It, it, it's, it doesn't have the magic, and I'm not trying to be an OK Boomer guy. But it really doesn't. But I mean, it's still an Why amazing you thing. Me? Because you're <laughs> the kind of person that would say, "Okay, boomer, get yeah. off my lawn." But uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm Mr. Wilson now. <laughs> I used to almost—I was already the oldest person at Bonnaroo the first time they had it. But uh, the, the fact that you guys actually camped next to each other yeah. and never saw each other is is phenomenal to me. And at the the first one. It was one of the most beautiful things ever because it was just free. It was open. It was just crazy wild. But also nobody knew me because nobody from Chattanooga was there. Yeah. Nobody, <laughs> nobody from Chattanooga, Tennessee was there. So I never heard, hey, Styles, hang up. Stop what you're doing and talk right. to me for a second. It and was I love amazing that. how many people I ran into that but, I knew. But that's what I'm saying. Now, of course, it, it is so much on the map. Yeah, and it's a bucket list thing for so many people. But you guys literally camped right next to each other. And how did y'all not meet? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, By the time, I mean, the campsite, we just we just fell asleep. I mean, that's all. We didn't really. You did? We cooked and we wow. slept. That's a rarity. Yeah. No, the weather's been different the last <laughs> four or five years. There's been a lot of napping and sleeping later than usual. I don't I don't know what's happened, but uh, no, I've, I went to the first one the first day mm-hmm. because of the traffic. You know, remember the traffic uh, was yeah, the news, yeah, yes. news of the day. Rebecca so was working at Channel 12, and that was the story yeah. of the day, of the nine-hour wait so to get I, in. So when I got in, they, they said, you and Tim Barber are going to Manchester, and uh, I was just dreading it because I thought, oh, we were my, our photographer, and I thought, man, I'm just going to go sit in traffic. And we walked in, and some kids were sitting around that tree in front of the witch stage, and they had like an inflatable bong. I remember that stage and that tree so well. And I thought, this is different. <laughs> Not just a little bit. Not, not just, just a, a little, little bit, bit different. I said all all laws of God and man were violated, and yeah. nobody seemed to care. As long as you weren't swinging your fist, it was all good. Absolutely. Oh, Radiate positivity. I've never seen Always. a fist. I've never heard oh. a raised voice in 16 years. And that is, it's still got that going for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. It does have the, the, the bonnerucity.
It's it's uh, an attitude, and they preach it. They and, do, and everybody lives it. How was Radiohead? Right, terrific. Yeah, it was really really good. They they're one of those fifty fifty artists. I, I want to see them because of the fifty percent I like, yeah. and the fifty percent I don't like. I really don't like it at all. It's so many. I mean, we were talking about Muse. Uh, we saw Muse. I was sitting with Mike Dewar. That'd be one I'd love to see. Well, yes. I, you know, it ended. We didn't leave, and it ended. And I looked at them, and I said, "Well, I'm glad I saw that, but I couldn't hum you a single tune right now if I had to." <laughs> Nobody can do plays them. Nobody plays them on the radio. No, I, I mean, just heard it. Yeah, I know. But yeah, still, all right. We're gonna take a quick break here, Barry Court. If you'd like to join us, Duke, eight hundred eight nine four nine New Radio Friday. Spread the show, and yeah, this is about exploring more. Get up and get off your ass and go out and go to a festival. Go see a concert. Only in Jeff Styles, America. Put to us that way. Barry Quarters in the studio with us here doing the radio Friday. Read the show, the, the Explore More Hour, RMJ USA Explore More Hour, and we don't always have to talk about adventure sports and outdoor stuff. It's just it's about getting off the couch and going and doing something, and that includes going to concerts, music festivals, going to local venues, and and putting yourself out there and exploring the musical world because that is I, I don't want to just just lean on Bonnaroo too heavily, but. That is what made it so magical. Is I thought I knew something about music, and that first year, I didn't even know it was going on. First of all, yeah. because it was all you know done you know by internet and, and digital media and stuff, and, and I, I didn't even realize it was happening until Shannon Brown from Zaxby's he catered a remote we were doing. First time we ever met, and he goes, "Have you heard about this thing going on up in Manchester?" I went, "What are you talking about?" It was like two days away. He had an extra ticket, yeah. so we went. But it, what what blew me away were all these bands that were so incredibly excellent that I'd never heard of. I'd never, ever heard of before. And that, it, it just opened my, my mind and my eyes and my ears and, and everything. It changed, um, it changed my whole everything, too, career path, really. I mean, you know, I, for since it opened, I did a lot of the reviews of the shows at the sure. arena. And to be honest, they, were, they had become so cookie-cutter. I mean, you you could set your watch at you know yeah. third song in hey Chattanooga thanks for having us fifth song in here's the and band. you're lucky if they mm-hmm. get Chattanooga yeah instead of Nashville and you know just, you know I mean I saw a lot of terrific shows but it just became so formulaic uh, formulaic and uh, so the first year we went to Bonnaroo I went home that night and told my wife I, said, I, I would like to go back but to be honest I was whatever forty two yeah I don't camp. I didn't have any camping equipment, so that was – and the younger reporters wanted to go, so I'm like, yeah, have at it. And then three years later, they, they said, you know, basically, you're on salary. They're not. You've got Guess to go. What? Yeah, you, this, this is now your job. <laughs> Guess yeah. what? And uh, I was like, man, this is why I got into this business in the first place was this kind of thing. And it just reintroduced live music to me. Thank you. 
Absolutely. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, no question about it. And the idea of being able to see a hundred bands in one place. Do you, you know? Have uh, you ever seen Get Him to the Greek? Yes. Yes. There's that scene where what's the chubby dude's name that's in all those movies? Judah. Uh, uh, Zach. What's his name? It's not he's the, he's Zach. The, uh, no, it's he's he's the, the he's, Jonah Hill. Jonah yeah, Hill. Jonah Hill. Right, right. And, and and he's and actually. P. Diddy does a wonderful job in that role. Uh, and he's going, well, isn't that what it's all about? And he's passionate about this music and this album and this guy. And they're all looking at him going, because <laughs> yeah. that's not what it is all about for most people now in the industry. But that, that re- it reignited my love for Absolutely. music to a and, huge and, degree. And then seeing McCartney in 13, um, I remember having a repeat moment saying, this is why I got into music at all not just you know the, the the festival but the thing about it for me and as i've been to forecastle um i've been to several others what i like about bonnaroo is you is you're there i like the camping part of it i mm-hmm. don't leave yeah, I don't yeah ever yeah, want to yeah. leave um well i just i actually set up a, a tent but never actually went into it uh for well, the first we, two years so you know we uh, we have camp nut butter which is evolved it's uh, a lot of people would recognize it's Brad Steiner, Mike Dewar's in there, Brian Stone's in there, Jonathan Sussman has been in there, Tara Veland at the Signal yeah. is in there. And Tim Kelly roll by in your in your group. We've he's been he's been through. Does he swim uh, with you guys every once in a while? No, no, but you <laughs> I know didn't who, see him at all. You know who was there last year that just amazed? I'm sitting typing at camp, writing a story, and I hear this voice, and uh, I said, "Man, that sounds like Bob Kellerman." And oh I get up and log on. If it's not, it's the, they had made like 300 or 600 of these special skillets, skillets yeah. with the Bonnaroo logo mm. on the bottom yeah. that are just awesome. That's but he was there. he is such a cool cat. <laughs> I love Bob. And I love, but he is from Lodge Manufacturing. If those who don't know, in the cast iron cookware, which is the only thing I I cook anything in. Yeah, and uh, I lo- I love the family and I love that place. But yeah, you do see. I, I I will tell this one quick story. The first year I was talking about not seeing anybody. That, that's incorrect. That knew me. Uh, there was one guy, and I was I was walking with just a couple of the friends I'd made, and I heard somebody say, "Hey Styles," I, I really didn't want to turn around. Hey Styles got kind of insistent. I turned around, and it was the maybe I shouldn't even really say this out loud, but he, it, it was the police chief from Red Bank, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, I was so shocked to see him there. I had no idea. I assumed he was doing undercover work. He had a T-shirt concession. And so I'm sitting here with this old school police officer talking to him in the middle of this stupid, naked hippie fest, you know. And this dude comes up, and he's got a big doobie behind his ear, stuck back behind his ear. And he goes, hey, man, where do I find the digital download tent? <laughs> and so the chief gives him directions, and, I, and I'm like going, well, this has got to be different for you. <laughs> he goes, yeah. He said, that guy's probably been in my jail before, you know. Well, one of my I two sources for stories that I've written over the years that I'm really proud, Russell Bean yeah. was up there, the McCartney year. Yeah. So I'm hanging out with the judge and um, uh, a girl, uh, one of the people, she's like a VP or something with the Metropolitan Opera, and a friend hooked us up. And so she's, we met. I got quotes from her, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure no other story is going to happen. Yeah, you know, since you're, you're hanging out with people from the Met. No, nobody else is going to have that. But, but, uh, uh, I don't see a lot of people. The only, uh, to your point, other than at camp maybe, yeah. they would come by, but like out in Centeroo, 
rarely do I run into people, but uh, Bobby Stone and I watched uh, Amanda Shires um, together. I miss Bobby so much. Yeah, uh, that was pretty cool, just running into him and hanging out. But yeah, I just—it's a lot of fun. I like it. And uh, you mentioned the McCartney thing. Do you remember the story about my old partner in crime and uh, um, the voice of the Mox, Jim Reynolds, and he was just mystified why somebody my age would be putting myself and I would be, we'd be talking about the misery index, how high yeah, it was. Right. I mean, it's, it's a marathon. It really I, is. I always tell people it's heaven inside of hell. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, That's it's a good way to play. It's, 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 it's wonderful, <laughs> but it's hard on an old man. And uh, he just didn't get it. And then his daughter rock went. Oh yeah. yeah the yeah, the McCartney year. And, and so he, he's like talking to her. And he's going, What's up with you and Styles? Why would you want to just go out and just just lay out in the dirt with all these these stinking hippies? And, and then she goes, "Well, I got to sing Hey Jude with eighty thousand people last night." And he goes, "Okay, I'll yeah. give you that. that yeah. That's got to be worthwhile, you know." Yeah, that one we we all gathered back at camp after and uh, talked about for days. We still talk about it. And and Brad, how powerful Brad, who I do the What podcast with uh, Steiner, um, he I wasn't with him, but. He watched a guy propose to his girlfriend seconds before Live and Let Die, and the fireworks Aww. exploded. Aww. So he's just boo-hooing. You know. nice. When this one comes back from, from her experience, the only thing she really talked about was the fireworks. Mm-hmm. You know, being at center with all the people <laughs> and the fireworks. I mean, it, it, can, it, it's so, it is a tribal experience. And I'm not, any festival and any concert that you go to... Should be able to evoke that uh, the tribal experience, like string cheese at Red Rocks, like the the Roger Waters. You know, when, the first time we saw the wall thing, it, it was so phenomenal. And he talked about it. He he wasn't even sure that the show was working the way he wanted it to work. And he talked about looking around when they were doing. You know, the the, the song goes, "Does anybody out there feel the way I feel?" Right. And he's looking out from behind the wall. And he sees every single person out there mouthing the words, and it completely changed his whole perspective on what he was doing. Yeah, well, and that's the kind of thing that you know just is magic for uh, for me and for everybody. I think that's there. It's that you're committed. You know, you're. It's hot. It's muddy. You all stink. You're all sweaty. You know, you're you're surviving all this. It's an so equalizer. it makes the mu- music, and you're there for that reason. You're not. I would not recommend anybody go just to see if they might like it. You know, if you're no, not committed. That's not, that's no. not the one. I mean, no, there no. are other festivals that you is, could go to. Right? That is overstimulation yeah. immediately. Yeah. In fact, uh, Dave Holscher, who runs the Tivoli, is, is probably going with us this next year because he's tired of us talking about it. <laughs> and, and he's so freaked out. He's He actually went, he and I went up to exit 111 just so he could see the lay of the land. In his head, he's got to have this. Did you stay for that? No, we went up just to see the setup so that I could talk about how it was different. Um, I would have liked to, but the lineup was so spread out for what I wanted to see, and the bands that were there that I wanted to see, I'd already seen. Right. Um, By the way, it was cold. I did not go to that one. (laughs) We got to go to the break real quick, but I was going to say, Super Tramp, uh, I would love to still see them if if at all possible. I did see Roger Hodgson one time. Um, Tom Waits. We talked about, you know, crying, actually, at one, you know, musical event, crying. And there are certain songs that he does I cannot listen to without tearing up. Mm. And, uh, and, and there's not many. But the that's, one, that's, that's a couple right now. What were yours, Jen? Tom mine Taylor's are, one. 
Tom Petty, uh, Peter Gabriel, David oh, Gilmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw right. both of them. I haven't seen Dolly either. She's number one on my list right now. I saw Robert Plant this year. She's number one on a lot of people's lists. For we are, yeah, there's a there's a small little campaign of Bonnaroo people trying to get her there. Dolly will do whatever Dolly wants That's to do. What I, I, <laughs> spoke, I spoke to the AC people, and, uh, and she will do nothing she doesn't want to do. Correct. Only in Jeff Styles, America. Friday. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for participating. We're talking about uh, the shows you wish you had seen, concerts, some that you did see that you feel are big bragging points. Um, Barry Corner from the Times Free Press in here with us. And get, get a plug in for your podcast because you guys actually started doing one and it's been very successful based literally on, on your experience as a body. Yeah, it's been fascinating and I, I will take a minute because it, it, it's not just a plug but uh, three years ago I'm sitting at next to Brad Steiner getting lunch and said we need to do a Facebook Live from Bonnaroo and his eyes immediately and three days later he had a URL, he had the name, he had the logo everything so we came up with the What Podcast named after the, the stage the stage, the stages at Bonnaroo are what, which, this, that, the other it's designed to confuse you so Correct. you will stumble up on new acts <laughs> and so we reached out to AC people and said we want to do this and they said we're 100% behind it but you can't use Bonnaroo in your URL or the name but anything else we can do for you and we did it because that year if you remember was the year I think they had like 42,000 people there and we looked at the lineup and said I don't know 80% of these so we thought we'll do a, a sort of a deep dive and look into these bands we've never heard of well we started booking I mean we've had Diva Mahal on there we've had Ravi Shanker's daughter on there we've had uh, the Moon Taxi guys we've had they're, uh, they're great guys too Ashley Caps was a guest um, Ken Weinstein was our guest at the end of the festival last year and for people you, you don't know Ken is the, he handles all of the media. He's sort of he's the highest ranking official that's not with Superfly or AC, if that makes sense. He's with Big Hassle out of New York. Um, he actually came to camp and sat with us, and and we had a ball. But uh, we've had Jeff Quayar on a couple of times. Jeff is the vice president of St strategic planning for mm -hmm. AC. Mm -hmm. He's been on with us uh, twice, and and the, I reached out to him. We did a, a live remote just a couple of weeks ago from the Rubus people. It, it, this is this is what's so cool about the festival. It's become a year-round thing. I mean, these people like us with our podcast, but the Rubus people are from Huntsville. They own the literally the Rubus. Somebody painted it up. You yeah. see it in the campground yeah. every year. Like That's them. Ken Kesey's further. Yeah. yeah. And they started their own podcast. Well, to go back, when we started ours, we didn't know it, but we're the only one in the world. The only Bonnaroo-related podcast. But people like us who's had their lives changed, want, they want to talk about that stuff year-round, like I, you mentioned it. I joke, we're big in North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> we have like 43 you, countries. You and Spinal Tap. <laughs> yeah, we're huge. You, you and Spinal Tap are big in North Korea. We're big in North Korea. But it's, it's become, and what we love about it is like with Jeff, what I was going to say is, 
it's become, and we've learned so much about the festival industry from him. Like, for example, we were going to do this live remote, and I reached out to him and said, can you give us something, you know, a, a breaking news kind of thing. I knew he wasn't going to give us an act. He wasn't going to tell me Dolly's coming, but something. And, and he called me the, that morning, and he said, this year the focus is going to be on uh, parking, getting people into their camps quicker. Huh. And we kind of talked about it, and, and Brad was like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, it, it's not sexy unless you're sitting in your car for 15 hours. And here this week, Bonnaroo released that they're rearranging the camping sites, like group camping is moving. For people who go, that will mean a whole lot. Group, They've created this whole system where you're a single. Say you're by yourself, you're from Canada, you can ship your equipment to these people ahead of time, hmm. you can camp with them. And so they'll actually you, like be a concierge service. Right, and they'll hold a spot for you. Wow. So that's become a whole thing. and That's fairly progressive. Yeah, well, oh, last year we did a podcast from the Camp Redaroo people. They have a beer exchange, and there was a 1,000 people there. You bring a six-pack, you get a six-pack kind of thing. It was awesome. I, I, I'm so, real, I, something else that, that, that I'd never seen before was they had an entire area for people that were in recovery programs. Oh, yeah. 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 Who, who, who needed so, help. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> who, who needed to you know, be able to get somewhere every once in a while. I still enjoy them. I'm still enjoying myself, but yeah. I, I need a little help here, yeah. you know, friends of Bill, whatever. Yeah. I mean, they really, truly, they think about things that are so out of the box. That's exactly the point. And, and I just, it's, it's amazing. I, I, we'll go back to your Tom Petty. See, I thought that was kind of a death knell, uh, you know, getting away from the hippie thing and going more mainstream. I was not a really big Tom Petty fan until after he died. I started listening to his yeah, stuff and, and realized I liked it a lot better than I thought I did. But everybody talked about what a great show it was. And, you know, you're not always going to see Some acts are fantastic someplace else, but they're not really festival bands. Springsteen. Um, we went back to see Springsteen and Fish. It was probably the worst Fish show I'd ever seen. And Springsteen, that was the second festival he'd ever done. Yeah. And it was, was a And it was terrible. It was it was not a it good show. It was terrible? Yeah. No, it wasn't terrible. It was, I it was election was. year, and I didn't. he's one of those that I didn't really get it till sort of afterwards, and I was thinking about it. Every song, of course, a lot of his songs are about the working man, but it was yes. very, it was not yes. hits. It was not hits, but it was a very thematic mm -hmm. sort of show. Another one like that for me was the Beastie Boys. I, I was not a fan I mean, I knew the hits and all that, but I was not as fan, a big a fan, so I kind of just watched it with, you know, one eye. And since then, third, that's third, I'm third. killing myself that I didn't pay more attention. Third Lollapalooza. Awesome. Third Lollapalooza. They, they came out, and I've seen, we've talked about this before, I've seen maybe hip-hop, rap artists, I can count them on my fingers on one hand, that actually could pull off a live show. Yeah, They killed it. Yeah, they crushed They killed it. And I don't. And it's just part of it has to do with the mix and the acoustics. And, and I just I don't understand why anybody thinks that, you know, Jay-Z is such a big deal. I don't, I don't give what the style is, but these guys come out and they're yeah. playing instruments, they're playing music. Uh, what, what were your three? Oh, gosh. You put them on the spot. Well, I know a huge Eric Church fan. He was talking about, you know, these four-hour shows and yeah. Warren Haynes' eight-hour shows. And obviously when you got Eric Church, who idolizes Springsteen, who's famous for doing the show. I'm just saying I've, I've seen him in more intimate settings. I was not as impressed. It didn't blow me away. And I always I mean, expect to be blown away. He's not really 
hip hop, but that Childish Gambino. I was show just going to say, what did yeah. you think of Childish Gambino? I couldn't take my eyes off. Of yeah. It. It was unbelievable. It was great. All of my Brandy, Brandy Carlisle was saying, uh, I mean, you know, you've got something like Muse who used every inch of that stage and had more technology going to get that sound. I mean, it was beautiful. Um, and then you get Childish Gambino who comes out, one guy on that giant stage. Yeah. Brandy Carlisle did the same thing. Sturgill Simpson, I think, came out on purpose uh with just a guitar and like a snare drum and, and said, by God, eat some of this and, real, and made it work. Real, real <laughs> it fast. Amazing. I mean, by the way, we'll, this this hour okay. that we've okay. done will we'll also be uh, the podcast. I, was, I asked Barry to come in and do the podcast. I mean, so why don't you just come on and do the, the show? And why would we go in and record the exact same thing we're doing right now? So we're, this right. will be on fredpodcast.com and jeffstylesamerica.com later today or tomorrow. And what were you, what are your three? Roger Waters. Perfect circle and shine down. There you go. Those uh, are three I, I've had chances to go and just didn't. And I have said this, you know, after seeing hundreds and hundreds of shows, concerts, you know, people say, well, what was your favorite? Oh, I don't know. Am I on drugs? Am I, is it a solo artist? Is it indoor? Is it outdoor? I mean, uh, you know, what, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. what is it? You know, I mean, because it changes all the time until I saw that Roger. And I've already seen Pete Floyd three times. Yeah. That'd and be on my the, list. I never saw the, them. The wall, the wall tour, it wasn't even really a concert. It was just a sensory onslaught. And when I walked out, I said, well, there's, there's an answer to that question now. That, that, that's clearly the best thing I've ever seen live. Yeah, I had the chance to see Roger Waters right after Ichiku Park, literally the month after. It was up in Indiana. And a group of people I ran into, I was like, well, come on, we'll buy you tickets. I'm like, hey. You know, our buddy Dixie Fuller, he was Mr. Ichiku, and that's where... Bonnaroo really started mm-hmm. in the same place. Yeah, the they, uh, Superfly people wanted to have a festival, and Ashley said, well, I, I know of a farm. They, yeah. They had done it, Ashley Caps. Um, I, you were talking about emotion. I wanted it because I, I was telling Jen during the break. Two years ago, we went, uh, a, a guy named Davey was playing, did that early noon show on the itty-bitty Howe stage or whatever it is, the, the Who stage. You know, it's about as big as this room. Yeah. But he was so happy to be there, and the crowd, he kept pulling them in and pulling them in. So that we were just sort of smiling at that. But we left there, went right across, and saw the Warren Treaty, who I had never heard Excellent. of. Excellent. Yeah, I was going to say I now am in love with Michael and Tanya. They came and did our podcast mm-hmm. right after. But he's a uh, war veteran with PTSD, two-time Iraqi. And he started telling a story and having yeah. everybody hug. And they make everybody hug at their concerts. and. I look, at nice. Mike, I look at Mike Dewar, and he and I both, the big, bald tears coming down <laughs> yeah. our cheeks. And we left right from there. Mavis Staples was playing. I was oh, just about gosh, to say, I, mean, so I, I, put, I put them in the same category. So I good. really do. Well, and she did Freedom Road and yeah. started talking about pops. And I've mm-hmm. been there since the start. So, we look, we're, again, we've got tears. Yeah. And then Niall Rogers was right after that. And people don't, they don't think you're talking about a genius when you talk about chic. Oh, my God. Well, that's <laughs> but, I mean, I, I know, but I'm telling you, he is. He said, he uh, is a genius. you know, kind of, I guess, rhetorically, he asked the crowd, do you mind if I play a few of the hits that I've been involved with? And it was Madonna and Bowie. Wow. Of course. And those two guys with the robot mask, you know, the Daft Punk. Daft Punk, yeah. So he did all that. And then he, <clears throat> excuse me, then he takes a, a, a moment and he said he was, had been diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a year before and had just recently got, he had been told it was aggressive and probably not going to 
not going to be able to get rid of it. And uh, he had just gotten word that he was cancer-free. So there we are again. So three times in a <laughs> three row. Times and in you're a trying row. not to now, and it's okay. I, I mean, and, but that's what I've said. That's, that's what it does to you. And, yeah, and Dewar looked at me, and he says, I'm going. I'm done. All I right. don't know who's next. It doesn't matter because it can't top it. I'll, I'll, I'll just throw this out there, and we'll, we'll, we'll be done. You do whatever you want to do for the last minute or so. But uh, literally, Bowie's reinvention was because of Nile Rodgers. Let's dance. I mean that whole thing, and of course he, you know he he brings out Stevie Ray for the first time ever. Nobody had ever heard him play guitar until that album. So I, I give him great credit, and I can count maybe two or three times that Mike Dewar, you know, actually called me, and he knows I'm a huge music fan. I would come see you know shows at the Performance Hall or Rhythm and Bruce, and he said you got to come to this one. And one was, and, and, and Dixie, who does, Dixie Fuller, does not go to, to shows. He has spent his whole life doing concerts and being behind the scenes and stuff, so he doesn't really do it. We went to see Nickel Creek, mm. and there were probably no more than 25 people in there, and they did the Lighthouse song. Really good. And, and, and I looked at him, and he had tears coming down his face, and he goes, it's like angels. Was that the night it snowed? Do you yes, remember? Yes, yeah, yes, Mike, yes, Mike yes. talks about uh, yeah. the, the, the the kid, the girl, the brother and sister in Nickel Creek had yeah. never seen snow before. And so watching her stand out on the sidewalk, yeah. he still talks about well, they, that. Well, you know, they, that whole story they told us, yeah, we, we get so tired of people telling us that bluegrass is such a happy music. And, you know, and you can't feel bad when you're listening to bluegrass. And he goes, oh, by God, watch this. You know, <laughs> and he writes the saddest song of all time. Uh, it's fantastic. Um well, man, thank you for swinging by. I appreciate yeah, it. My pleasure. It's always fun. Plug, plug away again. Barry Quarter, Times Free Press, obviously. Uh, Times Free Press, yeah. We do a Music Wednesday show every Wednesday from the library. The What Podcast uh, is festival, mostly Bonnaroo-related, but festival. And uh, People with Barry is another one that I do. And we didn't get into it. Uh, we talked a lot of Bonnaroo, but I'm excited to see what happens at Riverbend. And I wish people would go... Yeah, and see these small stage acts. Been saying it for years yeah. and years and years. You're you're preaching from my podium now. Uh, actually, this one here, Jason, the Argonaut, just discovered Main Squeeze. Yeah. And sent it to me the other day. So excited! I go, yeah, they they headlined Riverfront Nights just three years ago. Yeah, and Turquoise is coming back. Oh, those guys were terrific. Incredible, yeah. incredible. Yeah, that's that's where it's at. Those side stages, yeah. it really is. And the fun thing is, see them now while they're. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're affordable. Everybody started yeah. somewhere. <laughs> they blow up. Take telling everybody the Beatles started somewhere. <laughs> In a cavern. <laughs> Thank you, Barry. Thank you. Only in Jeff Styles, America.